Hi guys, thanks for joining us today on the Do It With Dan podcast. We are doing our weekly Q&A session today. I'm Dan's co-host, M, and I will be asking Daniel questions that I've randomly selected from Cora. He doesn't know what they are ahead of time, so we're putting him on the spot. We're super excited to get started and super excited for you to join us today. Finally here. Welcome to Do It With Dan, entrepreneurial philanthropist, public speaker and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mengena. Okay, so this I thought was a really fun one. What is the coolest thing you have completed on your bucket list and what is the most frightening? They're both the same thing and that was my skydive. That's fun. Yeah, it was fun but terrifying. We were away for a uh we'd gone to to mexico the week of the mayweather pacquiao fight a few oh, years yeah, ago yeah, yeah. and I was just talking about that to scott i swear to god really and i've got them i've got the programs right here because we're packing up so i've got i'm looking at the program from the fight right now so um, it was that week uh and there was a load of us that went and everyone else chickened out from doing the skydive so i had to go myself and actually there's a funny story because what had happened was um, we'd been out a couple of nights before and I got my, I got the days wrong. So I left the place where we'd gone out early, which was funny because I, I ended up being robbed that night. I lost my watch that day. <laughs> That's another story. I'm going to tell you that one privately, but anyway, um, yeah, got the day wrong, but well, the next day went, went and yeah, exhilarated. That's why I use the picture for everything. That's why I use my skydive picture because I really, it's such an exhilarating experience. I think it's 10,000 feet. And um, yeah, wow. over, over, I know I love that picture of you because I want to, I will do that someday. I'm going to do that someday. You're going to do it? I'm going to do you it. You do it. I'll do it. I'll do it again. Let's do it. I'll do it again if you do it. All right. It's a date. Will Scott do it? I don't know, but I've never been able to find anyone that will do it with me. So there you go. It's done. It's done. It's done. Done. All done. All right. So that was, that was the answer to both then right oh yeah that was the answer to both it's my skydive yeah and i love that feeling it's like a roller coaster you're so scared but you're it's so crazier scared. than a roller coaster like, you have wait. to you have to suspend logic for a minute and yes. think i'm jumping out of a plane and you free fall through the sky and then rely on some cloth to stop yeah. you dying so you guys can't see daniel's face right now but do you have to make that face when you free fall <laughs> <laughs> You do. It's the rules. It, it, right. it doesn't count unless you do that. <laughs> I'm making the face. Okay. Okay. So should you follow your passion if you want to succeed in life? You have to know what it means to succeed in life. So the answer to that question very much be dictated in what does it mean to you to be a success? I always say that success is getting what you want and happiness is wanting what you get. Mm, love that. So it, it, you will be successful if you go for your passion, mm -hmm. but more important than success is being happy. Yes. Because you can set yourself the target of doing any of a hundred things and you can succeed at all of them, but if none of them bring you joy, then you've wasted your time and you've wasted your life. Um, going back to everything that we discuss with regards to dreaming with your eyes open, mm -hmm. the passion, that thing that, burns within you that thing that's encoded in your very dna as to why you're here on this earth if you're doing that you'll always be happy 
And regardless of whether you succeed fully in achieving the goals and association with that passion, you'll have a hell of a ride and you'll be a much happier person for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, lo- I love the Dreamers Manifesto, by the way. Oh, yeah, of course. You're the only person in the world that's actually read that right now. God, it's so good. I love it. Only person in the world that's read that right now. But um, I'm going to give it out to when I get a little bit of feedback from you. Yeah. And see if I want to make any tweets. And then we've got about yeah. 25 advanced readers that are going to give that a read. And yeah. then, uh, then I'll do the final draft. And then I'm recording the, as long as I can get the draft ready, I'm recording the audio book the week of July 8th. I love that. Because your voice out loud reading it sounds much better than my voice in my head. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, my love. Thank you. Thank you. So, yeah. No. uh, I think that's so true because how many people do we know that are millionaires or, you know, here that are millionaires and miserable, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's not, I mean, even like um, Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, the motivational entrepreneur, rec star, whatever they call him. He's just a dude. Can't wait to meet him. Um, he says that he always says that, yeah, he talks about entrepreneurship and making lots of money, but he's saying, if you're just earning $30,000 a year and you're happy with your life, then Mozotov, you've won, you've won. You don't need to listen to me. Yes. He said there's people that he knows that are worth millions and millions and millions and millions and millions and they're not happy. And there's people that just got normal everyday jobs that are happy. I think Eddie Shaw gave me the most interesting perspective on it because he said um i'd rather be unhappy with money than without it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but and i do understand where he's coming from that, yes, with that because money does give you choice yes it gives you choice yes um however you are you will struggle to find happiness in the most case if financial gain money is your only motivation your only driving factor but it's important to understand as we always say you do have to navigate 3d reality and money does give you choice in terms of navigating 3d reality but i am yet to find anyone Mm -hmm. in my own experience and in the experience of anyone i know Mm -hmm. who has made getting money their sole only purpose and been a happy person yeah yeah there are those who have got money and have used that in order to have enough choice yes. to do things that bring them yes. joy. Yes. Yes. However, the money itself, I've not heard of anyone. If there is someone, I'd be happy to meet them. I'd love to meet them. Yeah. I really, really would, but I've not heard of anyone. No. no, absolutely. And I think money comes because you're happy, because you're fulfilled. If you're happy and you're fulfilled, generally the things that you'd want money for either don't matter as much or you will, people will be attracted to the, to the energy that you resonate because you're doing what brings you joy and you're being your authentic self. And then money generally will follow. I had, I've recorded a podcast this morning with a social entrepreneur. Cool girl. I've known her for years. Good friend of mine. She's doing some great things in, in, in France. Um, and she says some things on the, on that call that I think a lot of people that are looking for the money stuff mm-hmm. will really resonate with. So look out for the interview with Valerie Demay. Look out for that one. Um, but definitely, 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 definitely. Energy that follows you being your authentic truth is, mo- is more likely to bring you money as a secondary factor than seeking money and expecting to be fulfilled with what you are, um, with what you're doing. 
Yeah. It should be the other way around. Not to say that money doesn't mean anything and that you should only get paid in fairy cakes because like we say, you do have to navigate. However, the motive should be the value delivery. The motive should be joy, your own and those who you're serving. Who you're serving. That, the money that follows is not only going to be more consistent, it's also going to be more joyful. I have witnessed in, yeah. in life. Yeah. I could be wrong, you know. <laughs> could be an exception to the rule there. Well, I love it. Money is all I care about and I'm exceptionally joyful. <laughs> <laughs> if that you are a master. You are never wrong. So this follows on the heels, since we're talking about passion, mm -hmm. Daniel, how do I regain a lost passion? If you lost it, then it wasn't a passion and you need to find what your passion is. Mm -hmm. simple right simple um, there may be things that come it come up in life that knock you off a little bit or that mean that you life's ebbs and flows there's waves you may go through a period where you're not necessarily on the the the, the frequency of it and you might drop off a little bit but if you don't naturally vibe back up once you've had a chance to let things flow through you it's not your passion Either you've lied to yourself or someone's instilled it in you that it's your passion because passion is something that's deep down inside. It could be an interest, a strong interest, a strong interest you might lose interest in, but a passion you will not. If you want to regain um, a connection to a strong interest, which is what I think this really sounds like, then find a new why. Obviously, whatever motive or why that you had that associated you with that activity, action or whatever fell off, but reestablish a big why with it. Mm -hmm. Give yourself a reason to do it, a big reason, and you'll be motivated to it. Find a carrot or a stick to build a habit of it, because sometimes you might not necessarily love something that much, but you can build up a habit or discipline of it just because you train your chimp to, yeah. to do it. It might take 30 days, it might take 60, it might take 90. Make micro shifts towards it being a way of life, yeah. whether that will be... Uh, a daily practice of even a couple of minutes like I, I do with my guitar my guitar's over there you can't see it but I just set myself a target of five to ten minutes a day yeah yeah I used to love playing the guitar more yeah. there was a time in my life when I played every day until my fingers wanted to bleed oh, I don't God. really feel like doing it so much anymore reason yeah. being I haven't really got big enough white and I'm not really passionate about it I enjoy making songs and if I get an idea for a song then I'll, I'll play it every day because that's why I, I love it you know I love yeah. creating music but yeah. just playing, I'm not really, I don't want to be like the world's greatest guitarist. Right. And so the guitar itself isn't going to motivate me. But yeah. I just have the practice of at least five to 10 minutes a day. I do some scales. I run well, through one or two of my songs. It gives you joy. It's something that gives you joy, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah. It's just yeah. not. Yeah. 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 Whereas like there are other things I, I love to do every day. Like yeah. I have to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, if you're struggling probably isn't to passion it probably is a strong interest there are tools and techniques that you can employ to get back on the saddle with those and to stay in the saddle i would suggest making micro shifts towards it that would be more sustainable um but i would say that you you probably haven't discovered your your passion and reach out and see what that is yeah yeah actually i i have a perfect example of this exactly the what you were saying because i i am the example of that i always knew i loved helping people mm -hmm. but i never had a, a clear direction on what that looked like i went yeah. to college for social work so yeah. but i found yeah that wasn't really what i'm looking for either and it wasn't yeah. until i found this work 
yeah. that I knew in, in all of my body, this is this what is I'm it. doing. This there you is go. So you must have resonated with that chapter in the Dreamers Manifesto that talks about just because you have a certain inkling, it doesn't necessarily mean that the yes. job that you see Absolutely. is what it's supposed to be. Always wanting to be the president when you're playing dress up as a kid doesn't mean that you want to be in politics. Yes. It means that you should be a leader. I love that part of it. I yeah. loved, love, love those examples that you were giving the president. And there was a couple other ones. you gave Yeah. Too. Yeah. Even like yeah. being a doctor, like some people yes. think when they were a kid, they wanted, always wanted to be a doctor. But that doesn't mean that they want to go into medicine. It just means that they want to help people. Yep. So they may end up going into medicine. Yes. They may end up being a nurse, not necessarily a doctor. Or yep. they may even find that they open up a charity that just goes and helps yep. homeless people. And that's what gives them that connection. Yep. So yeah, it's important to look behind what the world tells you should yep. be a representation of what your passion feels yep. like. Yep. Because it could be that the root to this person's passion is inherent in the, in the activity. However, the, the path that they've chosen to express that passion isn't really yeah. it for them. And so they're falling off. So yeah, yeah re-explore it, interrogate yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great, great example and great definition of that. I love that. Um, okay, so what, and this question kind of comes up in, in other forms, but um, what practical steps are you taking to train yourself to make better decisions? Hmm. Awareness is number one. What's that? Awareness is number oh, one. Okay. Be, being aware. Uh -huh. um, because when you're aware of the decisions that you're making, you can actually gauge the quality of them. Um, acceptance of responsibility for the actions of everything, I, 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 all of my actions and choices. Therefore, you end up being more thoughtful when you know that you're responsible for the outcome of it. And when you've accepted the responsibility for the outcomes that you've manifested to date, that means that retrospectively you can look back at things and say, ah, yeah, I might be a bit more mindful when I'm going into relationships now because I can't blame my partner all the time for being the reason why they're falling apart. I need to think about the fact that I'm the common denominator in this. And so what I bring into the table. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. So awareness, acceptance, um, having the right energy as well helps me make the right choices because you can only manifest in your life things that are congruent with the vibrational frequency that you're at so the whole point of making better choices is to have a better reality so by vibrating a frequency which resonates with a higher level of existence then the choices i make will naturally start to shift towards being reflective of that um, but yeah i would say just to start I don't really want, they, we could talk about this for an hour. There's sure. so many different levels to it. Oh, yeah. I would say just to keep it neat and tidy, number one, awareness, complete awareness, mental awareness of what you're thinking, energetic awareness of what's happening around you, um, and just awareness of the effect of what you're doing and acceptance of responsibility for it. That and just keeping your vibration right. Oh, Daniel, I think if somebody could just get those two things down. <laughs> That's it life would change just with those two things exactly this is yeah this i mean we could start talking about environment like what's the environment that you're making choices in right. what are the inputs that you're putting into you right. because those inputs are going to form your belief system and the belief system is going to form your automatic choices right. there's so many different so many. angles we can go down on we can start talking about your fishbowl oh, and yeah. everything's oh, inside yeah. of you and 
if you start forming the right picture inside of you like there's so many but if we just look at awareness yes and acceptance yes and from there you're going to be in a really really good setting you'll see a marked improvement in the quality of life that you're having because of the new choices if you just make those two steps i love it i love it daniel all right so apart from religious text what book has influenced a drastic change in your daily life that's a fun one right yeah uh, i've got my five books five i've got five books that i live by um, I read them every year, although I'm getting back into photo reading now. Um, oh gosh, I talked about photo reading. Put down that next time we have a call, we'll talk about photo reading. Okay. Yeah? Right. Um, yeah, because that's a bit loaded and I want us to stay okay. on message with this question. So okay. next time, not this session, next time, okay. we'll talk about photo reading okay. um, and some other advanced learning techniques that I've used over the years and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm getting back into photo reading regularly now. I used to photo read a lot more, but photo reading basically is reading at 70,000 words a minute. So you oh. can read you can read a 250-page book in about five minutes with 70% oh comprehension. If you spend an hour with the book, you'll get about 70% comprehension within an hour. But within an hour, you'll go through the text easily five or six times from start to finish wow so there's different things to it it includes accessing your subconscious mind um, memory techniques concentration techniques um speed reading techniques yeah. uh, lots in it the photo reading whole mind system by learning strategies corporation um i'll put a link i'll put a link under the thing if anyone wants to yeah I'll remember I, would the link. About that. I think i'd be good at that um it's really it's really easy as well it's really good just as an aside i tested out photo reading in exams i did not do any work all semester and then i just photo read the book the textbooks the night before and i got like two ones like a b no kidding like a b and a like b's and a's i got without doing any work at all just photo reading the night before the exam in fact one i photo read the morning of the exam yeah, the morning of the exam. Wow. So that's photo reading. So I'm, I'm getting back into actively yeah, regular photo reading. Awesome. I'm going to start photo reading them every month now, my five books. That's so my nice. five books to live by. I'm going to write an article about my five books to live by. Okay. I'll, I'll write an article about it, but there are five books. One of them oh, is The Power wow. of Now. One of them is The Mind Scroll by uh, Malachi Z. York. One of them is Transactional Analysis uh, by, um, gosh, Van Joins and Ian. Yeah, Ian Stewart and Van Joins, because I've got them on my shelf here. Uh, one of them is The Richest Man in Babylon uh, by George S. Clayson. And book number five has escaped me. Oh. The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Those are my five books. I The only one I heard of is The Power of Now because I've read it. The rest I have never even heard of. Yeah, they're, they're really cool books. So basically what I've done for my thing is I've, I've selected five different areas. So Power of Now is about spirituality because it's all about getting present and present is the most powerful place to practice anything, whether you're Christian, Muslim, Hindu, uh, Buddhist, 
Natris, Druid, whatever. Once you tap into the power of now, you're supercharged for anything you want to do. So that's that. The Mind Scroll was a really rare book. It's he's quite a controversial character, very controversial. Like he's doing like 20 million life sentences. Um, yeah, for like, but it, it was a setup. It was, it was basically a setup. He's basically accused of starting a cult. And in some respects, it kind of was, but not like a bad cult. It's kind of just like everyone just kind of lived on a commune kind of thing. Wait a minute. What is this? Uh, this is um, The Mind Scroll by Malachi Z. York. Who is it about? It's, it's his book. He wrote it. It's about the mind. It's about his philosophies on the proper application of your mind and the use of your mind. It's really crazy. Like, it's a very, very interesting book. Very, very interesting book. Um, and what's his Malachi Z. York. I asked because I just watched a thing on Netflix. It was a documentary about a guy in the 80s. No, this guy was in the 90s and 2000s. I think he's been in jail since 2003. Okay. 2003, around there. So he's been, he's been away for about 15 years. Okay. Um, but it's a very interesting character and he has got some interesting things but i'm weird i can read like no me too i can i can sit and read like a white supremacist book and i can still like sit and get something from yeah. it no like, i know i can like i can hear what you've got to say and yeah. i wouldn't come to dinner with you because you'd probably right. kill me like <laughs> i don't think i think my skin color might have a bit of an issue with the white supremacist no, 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 no. dinner <laughs> but i can read his book and i can hear what he's got to say like yeah. i can dialogue with him yeah and, and pull what makes sense. Pull what you need, yeah. Yeah, yeah. pull what I need. Um, or just find it interesting. I just find it interesting. I just like to understand different people's perspectives. Yeah. Um, it's quite interesting because in many respects, I know that I've had actually people say to me, and this even happened at school, actually, because I, I, I went to school in a predominantly white area, mm -hmm. um, to high school. And uh, I was walking to school with this guy once and, you know, he slept in my house, like I've slept in his house, like we've been walking to school together for like two, three years or whatever. And he, he, he said, you know what, Dan, it's really interesting. He says, uh, before you, I hadn't really had any interactions with black people. I didn't really know anything about them. I'd only kind of learned what was on TV and like on music videos. And he's like, thank you. Like you've given me an insight into seeing things a bit differently. Right. Um, and I, I know for a fact there's some people where I've been the only black person or first black person that's been into their house. Um, like I, I know that, like I've, that is so crazy. That happened. A friend of mine, right. really, really, really funny. A friend of mine, um, we'd gone to get some food and I'd picked up from her house and her nanny was over from India and her nanny's never like sat down with a black person before, like never, but she was like really old, like really old from India, like upper class Indian, like, okay. Okay. They're yeah. Brahmins, so they don't really mix with even like other Indians. They're like up there. Yeah. And um, but I can speak a bit of Hindi. So I was like sitting and speaking really? Hindi with Granny and and that was like a weird experience. I know that I, I know that that interaction with me Jeez. has opened them up yeah. to understand that yes. the world is bigger than what you might think it is. Yeah. Kind of thing. So but yeah, I'm I'm happy to sit down with anyone. But that's yeah. that book. Um the Richest Man in Babylon is a series of fables about financial management. Okay. Really, really great, really, really great, um, interesting tools in there. Mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, that's that one. So it's about financial management. Transactional analysis is all about interacting with people. Obviously, with my Asperger's, I need systems and structures for interacting with people. Like, I need patterns and structures. And transactional analysis frames human interaction in a way that I can understand it. So that was one of the books that really helped me to get past my social anxiety. Because once I could put things into a framework, then I could, I could apply it. And so it's like, okay, you're in your parent mode right now, so that I need to deal with you this way, and this is how we can interact. So people see me in groups of people, one-on-one, and they think, oh, gosh, this guy's a social butterfly. He's well good with people. But it's because I've systemized, I've systemized that interaction. Yeah. Well, and I think you've gotten in touch with, with that deeper part of you because you shine. I mean, you just do. In a crowd, you just you shine. Thank you. Are, you. Yeah. Thank you. No, for sure you are. So I think definitely you can tell you, you, you are in touch with something much deeper than a lot of people are, for sure. You exude that. That means a lot. Yeah. Um, the Where's my compliment now? <laughs> What's that? My compliment now. I, I don't do it that way. You're going to get, you're going to get random. I loves you. I get into trouble with this in relationships all the time because like, didn't like, I, I'd want to surprise you, but then because I know that you're expecting a surprise, I can't, I can't give you that no, surprise. No, no. Like, uh, uh, I can't do it. Cause I have to wait. And then it comes randomly. Oh, you were going to surprise me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I bought presents and sat on them because someone expected a present at a certain time. So I physically can't give it to them. But I have to wait. You know it. it should come that way. It should come totally unexpected. Exactly, exactly. You beautiful creature, you. You ah. divine slice of greatness <laughs> and wonder. Ah, I got you there, didn't I? You did get me there. <laughs> I got you there. But yeah, the way of the superior man, it's all about um, the balance between masculinity and femininity within the confines of being a man and so it goes through some elements of the male psyche that men don't necessarily look at it it challenges you to get in touch with the darker part of yourself and balance that off Mm -hmm. it challenges you to look at things such as the fact that you may be attracted to more than one woman Mm -hmm. but it's what you do with it that counts it challenges you to consider the relationship with your father and how that affects how you are as a man yeah. It challenges you to look at the balance between your purpose and your loving relationships. It challenges you on so wow. many different levels. It's a really, really deep book. Again, that book's about about 25 years old, 20, 25 years old. Um, I've read it every year for the last 13 years. Wow. I think I've read it every year. Um, and every time I read it, I still learn something new. David Day yeah. is a very interesting chap. I'd love to meet him but I don't think he's really active anymore because he was really writing in the nineties. Okay. Um, and I don't think he's published anything in a while, but he's very, 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 he, he encourages men to get in contact with the fact that they, they have an element with a femininity in them. Mm-hmm. And that, but that doesn't have to take away from your manliness. You don't have to be, you can yeah. be masculine, but still in touch with your spirituality and your intuition and stuff like that. And also it, it asks you to consider the fact that some women are in tune with their masculine as well. And how do you, balance that off so he's yes. got a real a lot of interesting stuff in there um but yeah those are my five books that i live by i love that last one because that's i mean one of the first things i noticed with scott and i told him i said it's the reason that i'm so drawn to you is because you are so masculine you're so strong but you're so soft you can yeah. just wrap me in your arms and you know and he's not scott's one of the guys you just want to give a hug and he's just yes. got, he's got a hugging face i mean the he first does. time we met him 
we just had just like this loving conversation. And oh, yeah. And he can do that with guys. He can do, I mean, he can kiss them on the cheek and love on them. And, yeah. and no problem with that. It doesn't yeah. challenge them. But I also can be the same thing. I think you would, once you kind of realize that in yourself, you track that because I can be masculine. I have a very masculine side to me, mm-hmm. but I'm also can be extremely feminine. So I think mm-hmm. you kind of, once you, once you can learn that about yourself, you see that and find mm-hmm. that in others. Exactly. Exactly. What a great book. Yeah, really, really cool book. Um, yeah, but those are my five books, and uh, yeah, I read them regularly. I've got them all on my shelf, in both here and in the house. Here's um, here's the Mind Scroll. That's that one. Oh, it's backwards. Okay. okay. That's that one. Um, but yeah, the rest are all on on the shelf there. Okay. Well, I may have to pick a couple of those up. Yeah, yeah. Just let me know um, if you if there's any of those that you want. Let me know. I'll bring them out with me when we come out. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. For the ones I had written down, but so I'm gonna I'm gonna go spontaneous on us here. Oh. I know. Dun, 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 dun. Um, how, what? Let's see how quickly I can be spontaneous. Um, <laughs> all right. So, how about? How about, how has your bucket list, quote unquote, changed as you've gotten older? Um, it's got more about experiences and less about things. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. So yes, that. it's been more about experiences. Um, because as you get older and you mature, you start to appreciate things for what they really are, right? Mm-hmm. The ephemeral nature of things starts to settle in and it becomes more about memories uh the cliches that you heard from old people when you were younger start to make a bit more sense um so i definitely say yeah it's become more about experiences um and memories than than physical things that will just fade away and die or get stolen i'm going to tell you that story you're going to laugh (laughs) it's it's sad but it's hilarious and nobody believes me when i tell the story literally no yeah but when i say when i say it back I kind of see why people don't believe me. Oh, I'll believe I Listen, I've seen it all, I think, so I'll believe you. Okay, thank you for believing me. What about <laughs> you? How would you say that your, your bucket list has changed as you've gotten older? Oh, I, I think you said it perfectly. Definitely more about experiences. And mm. I, for me, it is a constant want to want to grow more inside of me, to, mm-hmm. to let go of more and to experience more joy and to and to show others that I think that's for sure. It's been more experiences the older I've gotten. Got you. Yeah. Love it. I love that. You need to quote that and send that to me. Um, Put it on what, our insight page. What did I say? It's become more about experiences than things. Okay. As I have grown older, life has become more about experiences than things things fade mm. memories don't love that memories don't it'll be in the in the chat file yeah yeah with the, well, I, with the folder. I, it goes back to i think um i can't remember who said it but you know you the more you go down this path and you go down this road and you start you know manifesting creating whatever word you want to use mm-hmm. you get to a place where you realize those things you thought you wanted, you really don't care. It's just mm. about the experience of it. Yeah, you but know? the ego starts to fall out of the equation. Yes. The that. Ego, 
I, there's a really, really great, um, it's kind of a workbook called uh, Beyond Wealth by Br Barry Tyler and Stuart Goldsmith. Mm. And um, they say that you, when you're aspiring, when you're growing and you're starting to create things, not necessarily wealth, but just life, mm. there'll be a, um, there'll be a, a stage where you will probably get caught up with ego stuff and whatever but you quickly pass through that as you stay on the right path and get to that more. It's not necessarily about being, I mean, this is my book that's coming out December, January, the monk who drives a Lambo. It's not necessarily that you're going to go and sit in the mountains with Tibetan monks, right. whatever. Yeah. It could yeah. be that you get through it all and actually you do still want Lamborghinis yes. and Ferraris, but the space that it's coming from is going to be very yes. different. Yeah. The yeah. space it's coming from is going to, and it's highly unlikely that that's what your motive is going to be. They'll just be things that you enjoy. And you'll probably be in it for a different reason. It wouldn't be, I want a Lamborghini because all my friends drive Ferraris. Yes. It yeah. will be, I want Lamborghini because the Lamborghini brings me joy. I get yeah. to a Lamborghini. And so it's not trying to fill a gap because you're whole. It just adds to your whole self and makes your life more beautiful. So yeah. there's two different, yes. two different waves that you're on, you know? hard to explain to someone until they can actually until they actually feel that because i mm. when you say that i know exactly what you mean it's coming from needing to feel feel something you feel is missing inside of you yeah. and just lamborghinis are fun as hell to drive so i want to yeah, drive i want to drive a lamborghini because it's yeah. fun i'm not yeah. doing it to make other people feel small right. i'm not doing it because i don't feel big right pun intended yeah. um <laughs> yeah right <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it because i literally want the joy of driving this car and that's what I'm going to do because, because that makes of the experience, happy. right? Yeah, as you said, yeah, absolutely yeah. happiness, or whatever. So that's um, that's that one. Okay, so how about some of these are very specific, I guess, to the to the topic. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, here we go. Sure. Does disdaining slash despising somebody or their actions help to create a burning desire in themselves to challenge and overcome situations? Say that again. So I think what they're saying is, does despising or not liking somebody or their actions mm -hmm. help to create a desire in yourself mm -hmm. to challenge and overcome situations. Oh, as in um, you're fueling from a negative space. No, it yes. doesn't. It perpetuates negative energy. Um, you will never move forward if you're moving forward, trying to move forward on the skull of somebody else's bone, on the, 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 the you know, a grave of somebody else's bones. You won't. It's a quicksand into oblivion. and You're not going to find joy there. No movement forward happens unless it's from a place of love. Anytime you're trying to move from a space that's looking down at other people, um, from having a negative energy towards other people, all you're doing is inviting that into your own life. You may see ephemeral short-lived success. Remember, we spoke about success being lesser than, than true joy, but you're never going to be happy at the end of it. You're still going to be thinking about them. It's like those people that, I did it to prove you wrong. Arr! You've just wasted your life on someone that probably doesn't care that much about you. Yes. Yeah. And that's time that you could have spent being more joyful and having more joy in yourself. You've literally wasted your entire life, entire life, 
trying to make someone else care about you that probably won't give a damn. So saying, oh, I'm going to hate this person and I'm going to use that as a fuel that spurns me on. Yeah, it could get you somewhere, but you're not going to be as happy when you get there. It's like those people that are like, "Uh, yeah, hate me because I'm going to use that as my fire. Like, or you could just have enough wholesome love for yourself to get where you want to go. That's a choice, an option. Maybe. Maybe maybe look at that, mate. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you might get there, but you're not going to be happy when you do. And the reason why you're doing it, which is to prove the other person wrong, it's a complete waste of your time and energy because they probably don't care about you. Right. Yeah, I said better myself. All right. Let's see. What? Um... A lot of questions about motivation, which we pretty much cover each week. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, here's a different one. Um, is the advice release your desires practical? Release your desires? Yeah. I would say examine your desires and see where they come from. Yeah. Um, trying to hold them in, even while you're examining them probably going to make you sick a lot of illness comes from that because the energy traps up and compresses down it's just not really good for you uh-huh. um so i never really advocate that to anyone i'm not saying to go and you know if your desire is to like rape people then yeah, that's not healthy but you do need to let it out of you so journal about it go and get some therapy talk to someone about it i'm not saying to take an action which harms others right. i'm saying that you need to express it in some way and not trap it in. So yeah, journal, uh, um, again, I told you I recorded three podcasts today. One of them was with an amazing woman called Christina, and she's got a great tool called Living Your Sensitive Edge, where it's a three-step three step process mm-hmm. with reflection afterwards, where number one is that you just rant on paper to get things off your chest. So you spend two minutes just ranting on paper in a journal. And then you write to yourself from your divine self in another mm. section of the journal. And that's part of getting it off your chest. So you get it off of your chest. It's a journal talking into a recording device that you even delete if it's dark. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I would say maybe if it's really dark and you don't really want to share it, get like a, an analog one, like a, a little tape, mm-hmm. record it and destroy the tape afterwards, whatever, to get it off of your chest. Yeah. But analyze it because once you analyze where your desire is from, then you can find out, you can interrogate and see whether it's wholesome, it's in line with your truth, whether it does harm to others. Um, and if it does no harm and brings you joy, then do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if the harm that it does to others is that they just don't agree with it, so for example, culturally it's not correct, then yeah. you don't want to disrespect people. You want to find a safe space to express your, um, your desire. But definitely number one, examine it, interrogate it, get it off of your chest, yeah. even if it's journaling it, getting some therapy, finding a safe space to share with someone. Um, things like Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics, Narcotics Anonymous, with safe spaces where you can share with people. Um, and yeah, if it does no harm and brings you joy, then do it. And if it does harm, then consider why you want to do something that does harm to others or find a safe space that doesn't do harm to others, for example. Um, but yeah, not everything that brings us joy is good. Right. 
remember right. because you know we have to consider that we do have to navigate a reality that involves other people right. um but don't put their considerations over your own find a safe space that balances the two yeah i get yeah that was that was different so uh what is your biggest goal for tomorrow for tomorrow oh oh so tomorrow we're recording the first episode of a motivational pod that we're going to put out every thursday with my um cool friend jade stoner from success boutique so i'm really excited about that that's one thing i'm really excited about um but i'm also uploading everything about the new events that we're doing over the next sort of year so i'm posting that information so i'm really really excited about that so it'd be a throw up between the new thursday podcast and also getting to share some events including some really cool events um with everybody i'd say that they'd be my two things do okay. i have one or can i have both no, I, did, I did think of one i'll ask you you're gonna ask me a different one i'm gonna ask you one for me no but you have to answer the question for yourself though first what are What's you looking for for tomorrow yeah um, so we have, Scott and I have a Zoom, our first little like Zoom masterclass with a couple of our clients and mm -hmm. first one we've done. So mm -hmm. my biggest goal is to reach whoever, whoever else decides to join. And love I'm it. so excited about it. Love it. Okay, my love. Thank you so much for your time. It yes. has been joyful as ever creating with you. Uh, Guys, I hope you've enjoyed. But tune in next Friday. Don't forget you can send us questions on Cora. M's on Cora. Um, I'm going to put her link in the description. I'm on Cora. You can also send us audios directly through Anchor, which is cool. You can also send us video by email, and we'll put you on the video when we start doing the video mashups. Um, email them, insightunlimitedllc at gmail.com. I'm not allowed to see the questions. Um, see us both on facebook yes um look inside your mind on yes. facebook uh, dm p-o-t-b for bertie on facebook for me i'm on twitter dm p-o-t-b are you on instagram yet no i'm putting my instagram back on i've decided because i'm going to no. start vlogging i'm going to start vlogging I need and doing like little mini things but yeah join us on social media have an amazing weekend because you should be listening to this on friday and if not why have you waited for this yes. magic you should be listening to it on a friday okay <laughs> we need we need a radio show i'm yes. finding a radio show that will have a radio station that will have us for a weekly show i think that'll be amazing that would be amazing enough ranting love you ems love you so much and love you guys keep dreaming with your eyes open do it with dan with your host creator of the beyond intention paradigm daniel mcgana we'll be right back guys i love you do you love me Really? Show me. Show me that you love me. Ratings, please. Reviews, please. Let me know how I can serve you better with this podcast. Uh, we've got new series coming out. We've got more content coming your way. Um, if this is serving you, seriously, share it. If it's not serving you, let me know how. Really want to hear from you. Love and light and keep dreaming with your eyes open. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Duo with Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.